As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hi folks, welcome back to the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you as always by The Athletic. I hope you all had a nice Christmas. Game week 16 has just finished. I'm recording just after the Newcastle-Liverpool game has finished. That one finished 0-0. And it's safe to say it's been a car crash of a game week for most people with those two games getting postponed after the FPL deadline. Not much we could do about that. Probably just going to have to take it on the chin. And we might have a couple of extra double game weeks now later in the season. I certainly picked a brilliant time to use my first wildcard. The Game Week 17 deadline is on Friday. It's at 4pm UK time, so don't get caught out by that one on New Year's Day. The headlines from Game Week 16, Everton versus Man City and Tottenham Fulham were the two games that were called off just a couple of hours before kickoff. So hopefully that doesn't happen very often because it's very frustrating for us FPL managers not being able to act before the deadline. Jamie Vardy was benched against Crystal Palace. In that game, Wilfred Zaha scored his eighth goal of the season before Harvey Barnes got a late equaliser. Chelsea and Aston Villa also played out a 1-1 draw. Ben Chilwell getting another assist while Anwar El Ghazi scored his fifth goal in as many games he's been added to my watch list. Arsenal won their second game in a row. Lacazette came off the bench to score the only goal of the game against Brighton. Ben Mee was the match winner as Burnley beat Sheffield United 1-0 at Turf Moor. Charlie Taylor unfortunately missed out on the clean sheet points in that one. He went off injured, I think it was after about 10 minutes in that game. Southampton-West Ham finished 0-0. That is 7 clean sheets in 16 games now for Alex McCarthy, proving to be very good value this season. Danny Ings returned from injury in that one. He did score, but it was ruled out. David Moyes rotated a lot in that game, much to my frustration. I went for Kufal and Balbuena on my wildcard. Both of them didn't play a minute. Both of them were on my bench when I needed them, but I got absolutely nothing. Mikel Antonio made a return from injury in that one as well. He came off the bench. I know a few people will be eyeing him up for double game week 19, myself included possibly. Leeds were the only team really that had a big win Uh, At the weekend, they beat West Brom 5-0. Most of their FPL assets scored well in that one. Rafinha was a player I was very close to getting on wildcard. In hindsight, I wish I did over Suchek, but I might find a way of getting Rafinha in before the double game week, which I'll talk about later. 
Marcus Rashford scored a late winner as Manchester United beat Wolves 1-0 at Old Trafford. No surprise, Bruno Fernandes with the assist for that one. And in the final game of the game week, Trent and Robertson did the business for their owners, keeping a clean sheet against Newcastle, but popular captain Mohamed Salah disappointed for the second game week in a row. I think I've had him captain the last two game weeks, so it's been disappointing, but hopefully he'll be back amongst the goals before too long. If you would like to become an Athletic subscriber for the new year, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod. You'll get ad-free versions of this podcast on the Athletic app in doing so. There was two new members to the 59th Minute Club during the Christmas fixtures. One in game week 15 and then one more in game week 16. The first one was Joel Matip from Liverpool. He went off injured in the 59th minute. He joins the club that nobody wants to be in. It wasn't it wasn't a bad performance that game week though because he had picked up an assist and he still managed to get all three bonus points in that game. So even though he didn't make it to 60, he still got seven FPL points. But obviously he's out injured for a while now. Game week 16, he was joined by Manuel Lanzini from West Ham who was making his first start of the season. 59 minutes, 1 point for Lanzini. Che Adams gets a notable mention here from game week 16. He he got a, an awful kick in the head in that game in the first half, so it was actually a surprise to see him last this long. He managed 57 minutes, so frustrating for his owners that he didn't get two points, just the one in that game. A quick review of game week 15 and game week 16 I won't spend too much time on this obviously it's been two game weeks since I recorded the last podcast so game week 15 was the one where before I played the wild card and then I played the wild card in game week 16 so going back a game week the previous one was a good one I managed 67 points in the week before the wild card that jumped me from 30k overall to 12k overall the heroes that week Martinez Martinez, I brought him in for three game weeks and he must have scored about 35 points before I lost him on the wild card. So he was a bit of a legend for a few weeks. Helped me rise up the rankings. Walker Peters, eight-pointer. Diaz with six. Bruno got 12. Bamford got eight. And Watkins, that was the week where Watkins got the three assists. And that helped him to survive in my wild card squad. But obviously he didn't do much in game week 16. Captain Salah blanked in both game weeks. Now, looking back on the most recent game week, game week 16, it's just finished. I think I'm going to finish on 42, which is not bad at all, considering you know those two games were postponed. So I'm going to get a small red arrow from 12k to around 18k. So you know I, I'll take that all day long, given that it was it was carnage. That game week was you know a pretty bad one. I ended up only having eight players, so to get away with a 6k. Red Arrow, I'll take that all day long. So hopefully I can bounce back in the next couple of weeks and make up the ground that I've lost. The good and the bad, obviously there was no shows for Diaz, Son and Kane, no fixture. Also Anguisa, who was on my bench, didn't play either because of that Fulham game. Kufal and Balbuena didn't get a minute because Moyes decided to rest him. Hopefully those two guys will come back in to the starting eleven. I do expect both of them to come back in in game week 17. I didn't like the fact that Dawson got man of the match in that game though, so maybe Moyes will, will stick with Dawson, but hopefully not. Hopefully Balbuena will come back in. My bench actually got a grand total of zero points. Kufal, Balbuena, Sam Johnston, who did play but managed to get zero points, and Anguisa as well. There was blanks in my starting eleven for Justin, Suchek and Ollie Watkins. The points came from Meslier in goal, so I got my goalkeeper 
selection right this week by Benson, Benson Johnston and playing Messlier. I pick those two on wildcard because they rotate quite well up until around game week 25 when I'm likely to play my second wildcard. Bamford got another 8-pointer to follow up the 8 from the previous game week. Just a great fantasy pick this season. He, he's probably going to stay there for the season at this rate. Bruno Fernandes got 6 with that assist. And Robertson was the hero for me, really. He saved my game week right at the end, getting that 9-pointer. Nice to see him get those 3 bonus points. So, overall, 18k. Very, very good position to be in. So, hopefully I can kick on now over the coming weeks and months. Moving on now to the watch list. What I'm going to do for the watch list section this week is... Let's just go through my, my new watch list. Because I wildcarded, basically what I did was I just scrapped my old watch list and made a completely new one. I always try and keep my watch list to a maximum of 30 players. I don't include goalkeepers. So there's actually exactly 30 players on this list. Now, I didn't plan on that, but it just worked out that way when I was putting it together today, following having watched the highlights from the Game Week 16 game. So the defenders, first of all, there's no particular order here. This is just listed in order of price tags. So I've got Robertson in my team. Trent Alexander-Arnold is on my watch list. So the double up, the double up does interest me. I think people who went for that on wildcard will be happy with that result tonight. Chilwell and James, both Chelsea fullbacks, are on the watch list as well. Obviously, Lampard fooled us a little bit with those injury. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we a lot of us sold Chilwell and then he started the next two games. So that was frustrating from an FPL point of view. He got the assist for Giroud. So Chilwell may come back into my side at some point in the near future. James is managing some kind of, I think it's a knee injury, so that is slightly worrying. Maybe it'll be a couple of weeks' time before we can trust him again. Other defenders, Cresswell from West Ham. Eric Dyer, John Stones. Stones is interesting. You know, it's it's frustrating that that game was cancelled because if he started against Everton, I think it would have been, you know, a clear indication he's first choice alongside Diaz and we could trust him as an FPL asset. Then. So Stones is on the watch list. I want to keep an eye. If he keep, keeps getting starts, he's only about 4.8, 4.9 million. So he could become an option in the near future. The Leeds fullbacks, Dallas and Alioski, I think are looking really good picks. Both of them... I think Alioski was on. He scored a great goal. Dallas got an assist, and I think he got three bonus points as well. Walker Peters is on my watch list. I sold him on the wild card. Then I watched match of the day, and he looked really good in that draw with West Ham. So I'm not really now getting him back in at some point as well. He is. I think he's on four yellow cards now. It was one of the reasons I sold him on the wild card because he was on those three three yellows. And I didn't want to get to the double game week where you know he plays one, he gets booked, and he misses the second one. So I think he's on four now. So there's a good chance he may miss one of those games in the double game week if he gets booked again. So Walker Peters, Matt Target, I think he's on four yellows as well. So be careful if you're thinking about him. Holding from Arsenal is interesting. 4.4 million. They've got some decent fixtures. And they seem to have turned the corner now as well with two wins back to back. If Holding can keep his place, 4.4 is an interesting price. Also at 4.4 million is Burnley's Matt Loughton. So Taylor's injured now. I would expect, I think it's a hamstring, so probably a couple of games. So if you're looking for a Burnley defender, Loughton is probably the best option now. He's the cheapest one. So uh, I think he's played the last 11 games as well. So he seems to be pretty nailed in that right back spot. Which midfielders are on the watch list? Sadio Mane. I've got Salah in my team. I know quite a few people went for the Mane-Salah double-up on the wild card. It crossed my mind as well. Obviously, glad I didn't do it now after the result from that Newcastle game. But I think going forward, that could be a good double-up to have. De Bruyne and Sterling are on the watch list as well. Probably won't be buying them anytime soon, but they do have a very good fixture run coming up. I think it's around... 
game week 19 to 21 22 they've got some very nice fixtures so they will come back into my thoughts when that rolls around rashford has had a couple of very good performances recently he is in my thoughts as well possible double off with bruno fernandez at aston villa Grealish will always be on my watch list if he's not in my team even though he's been quiet recently fpl wise el ghazi is on there as well as is wilfred zaha don't really love zaha as an fpl asset but he's out of position you know he keeps doing it eight goals for the season so we can't really ignore him he's got to be considered every time we make a midfield transfer rafinha who i mentioned kind of probably my main regret on wildcard is taking him out one of my last drafts was rafinha and suchek in the midfield along with salah son and bruno but in the end, I wanted to get Robertson, so I had to get rid of Rafinha to get Robertson, which obviously worked out okay. Robertson ended up outscoring Rafinha, but Rafinha, you know, watching him against West Brom, I want them. So I think there's a good chance I'll bring him in before double game at 19. Final midfielder on the watch list is Saka at Arsenal. I think he's been Arsenal's best player this season. Uh, he got the assist for Lacazette's goal. He set up another couple of chances in that game as well. One in particular that Aubameyang should have scored. Now, he did go off injured, so we need to keep an eye on that one. But if you're going to buy an Arsenal attacker this season, you know Saka, I think, is the way to go because he's very, very cheap. Forwards on the watch list are Jamie Vardy. My plan on wildcard, I went for Harry Kane. Vardy outscored him. Vardy scored one, Kane obviously scored zero. My plan is to get Vardy in for Kane in game week 19 for the double. So get rid of Kane, who has one game against Sheffield United, and get Vardy in for his two games in the double game week. So it was kind of good to see Vardy get a rest. That was why, you know, that rest was coming. Rodgers even said there was a chance that he was going to rest him in that Crystal Palace game. That's why he wasn't in my wildcard squad. But I like Kane as a placeholder for Vardy. And then... When it comes to my transfers later, what I'm thinking, if I get Vardy for Kane, that frees up cash possibly to get Rafinha for Anguissa. And that would get me to having Suchik and Rafinha rather than having just one of them. So again, lots just probably going to change before then. So that is just early thoughts for Double Game Week 19. Vardy in for Kane and hopefully be able to get Rafinha in as well. Other forwards on my watch list, the two Southampton guys, Danny Ings and Che Adams. Two Everton forwards as well, Calvert Lewin, who I sold on the wildcard, and Richarlison. Callum Wilson is there, as is Mikel Antonio. Antonio, very interesting for the double game week if he can stay fit. Chris Woods, he was in my thoughts as well as a possible Watkins replacement. It was kind of between Watkins, Che Adams, and Chris Wood, and I ended up just sticking with Watkins because he's done well for me this season. Uh, and Rodrigo is the final player making up the watch list. Rodrigo got his goal in that West Brom game. I think he's only about 5.7, 5.8 million. You know, we, if we own Bamford, we don't really gain much by owning him when he scores because most engaged managers have him. But if you double him up with Rodrigo, uh, and even if you throw in Rafinha, you know, if you want to go for the Leeds triple up for the double game week, I don't think it's a crazy idea. You just you know, you'll probably need to get rid of one or two of them after that. That's the only thing. But Rodrigo certainly looking very good value at the moment alongside Bamford. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. 
I'll get through some of these Twitter questions now. Thanks as always for sending them in. First one came in from Mark Cram. Mark says, as a cautious manager, you typically avoid early transfers unless likely price changes prevent the move. With last minute postponements slash COVID test results, would you now say it is better to hold any transfer until right before the deadline, even if it means being priced out? So good question. I think we've been saying it for most of the season anyway. In this COVID season, it's more important than ever to be patient because like we've seen this week, there's last minute things happening. And you know, you, you, it's very useful to have your transfer for that hour or two before the deadline if you can be online to make it. Now, will it change how I'm, I've been playing this season? Not really. Basically what I do, if cash is not a problem for the transfers I want to make, I'll just wait until that one hour before the deadline. If there's a move, let's say I wanted to do Vardy to Kane this week, and it's you know two days before the deadline, I've got 0.0 in the bank. And, and if Kane's going to rise tonight, or it looks like he's going to rise, I'll probably still go ahead and do it. If that's a player I really want to have, as long as I've got a decent bench, I think that's the key. Um, you know, If things do go wrong, then at least your bench can come into play. But certainly, yeah, I think patience. We can't preach it enough this season, especially now. If we're going to have games getting called off you know, two and three hours before, which is absolutely ridiculous anyway. But if it's going to happen, I think FPL-wise, if you can wait, if you've got you know cash extra cash uh, even if it means losing 0.1 or 0.2 to have all the information I think now is more important than ever for your FPL transfers but if there's a big fancy move that you want to make let's say you don't have Bruno Fernandes and you've got 0.0 million to do it it wouldn't stop me from doing it you know a couple of days earlier if it means you know you don't you don't want to miss out on a player like Bruno Fernandes I think the key is as long as you have a good bench there you can take the chance but otherwise yeah, if it's just a, you know, if it's a very simple transfer of, let's say you're buying a new 4.6 million defender, and let's say you're doing it today, which is Wednesday, the deadline's not till Friday, I would just wait, even if it means you can't get a 4.6 million defender on Friday, you might have to settle for a 4.5 or a 4.4. There's always other options and other solutions. So yeah, I think patience, we've got to be patient now. You know, we've got to it's, it's a season like no other and we're having these last minute things happening last minute test results coming through so yeah patience 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 next question from FPL two guys one cup is it still worth planning towards a bench boost in game week 19 after what's happened this week for those who didn't use a wild card but are planning towards free hit 18 bench boost 19 so I think I don't think it changes things too much. So for people like me who wildcarded just now in game week 16, if you're still well set up for the bench boost in 19, I think we still go for it. That's still my plan. Um, a lot depends on things like Balbuena and Kufal coming back into the starting 11 in you know the next, next two game weeks. Then I can be confident to go ahead with the bench boost in game week 19. Now, if I got, if I got to game week 19 and I had two or three doubts over players... I'll just I'll just sack it off and I just won't play it and I'll just do it later in the season, maybe after my second wildcard, and maybe I'll just play my triple captain instead. But at the moment, my initial plan is to stick to the plan. Um, you know, I was lucky I didn't have injury issues with Charlie Taylor and stuff like that. So hopefully I will be able to arrive at game week nineteen and still be able to go ahead with a plan of bench boost, even if, if it means a minus four or a minus eight. I don't mind doing that in a double game week because you're getting hopefully two two games out of the players. You know, for example, Antonio's in my in my thoughts. I wouldn't mind taking a minus four for Antonio 
in game week 19 if i think he's going to start two games straight away that should be four points so that should be your hit paid back and you don't need much more from him then to, to benefit from it so i'm going to stick to the plan but if i was in the other scenario if i if i didn't wildcard in game week 16 let's say i game you know i wildcard early in the season game week four game week five i think the plan there you probably just forget about bench boost now because there's too much uncertainty and you just use your bench boost after the second wildcard later in the season. So yeah, I think it really depends on how your team is looking at the moment. You know, I know a lot of people are going to start building towards a bench boost with free transfers, but it's almost impossible to do that now because there's going to be more COVID cases and you know, there could be more postponements. So I think you probably just forget about bench boost if that was your plan uh, and just use it later in the season. Maybe just go for triple captain uh, in game week 19 instead. But yeah, if you're like me and you're still looking pretty decent for your bench boost 19, you know, if you've got 15 players you know that should play that week, I think we can go ahead and do it. So hopefully it'll be plain sailing between now and then. But the way things are going, we might have to scrap that idea ourselves as well. Question from Correlation Causation. Who's the best 4.4 million or less defender with potential bench boost in mind for Game Week 19? So I think there's two options here. I brought one of them in on my wildcard, Balbuena. He's 4.4. I do expect him to come back into the starting 11 at the weekend. I'm hoping that was just a matter of rotation from David Moyes just to give a few guys a rest. Balboa has played most of the season, so he should hopefully still be one of the first choice centre-backs. Uh, the other option is Loughton, who I mentioned uh, 11 times 90 minutes over the last 11 game weeks. So Loughton at 4.4, I think he's good value as well in the Burnley defence. Now, if I didn't have either of them, who would I go for this week? Even though I own Balbuena, I'd probably go Loughton now, just because of that slight doubt over Balbuena, uh, his starting spot. So yeah, Loughton seems pretty secure. So those are two. I don't. Th- I had a quick look through the player list. I don't think there's very many other options at 4.4 or less. Uh, I was looking at Alioski, but I think he's gone up to 4.5 now. Question from FPL Juice. Is it worth taking hits to bring in double game week players even though I wildcarded? So I kind of touched on this already. A couple of hits along the way is absolutely fine. Especially in a season like this. You know, there's going to be quite a few weeks where you're probably going to struggle to get 11 players out. Like many of us did in game week 16. So if you're in a situation where you're going into a game week and you think you're only going to get 9 or 10 players on the pitch. You know, a hit there is absolutely fine to bring up to 11. Uh, And particularly for double game week players you know if you can if you can bring in a player now who plays in game week 17 let's say you're going to free hit in game week 18 so you don't need to worry about that one let's say you bring in a player who's got a decent fixture this week in game week 17 and also has a double game week in game week 19 then taking a minus four for that player if you're replacing you know a rubbish player an injured player a suspended player that's absolutely fine because there's a very good chance they'll pay you back and more so i'm a manager who doesn't take very many hits you know, over the years, but I think this season I'll definitely end up taking more than I have done previously. Uh, and certainly I can see myself when I get to double game week 19, if I need to set myself up a little bit better for the bench boost, I can see myself taking easily a minus four, if not a minus eight when that game week arrives. Question from Darth Titchmarsh. Is free hit in game week 18 now a waste as it could be used better in the future weeks with more potential double game weeks? So, I, th- I do think the fact that there's you know more games have been postponed now, which means we're either going to have you know a couple of the game weeks double game weeks will be slightly bigger now, or else we'll end up having a couple of extra smaller double game weeks. So using the free hit in eighteen is a defensive move. 
Um, I'm still going to do it because I've, I think I've only got four players for Game Week 18 as it stands. So it makes sense for my squad to use it to get myself 11 players for that week. Now, if you're better, if you're in a better situation than me and maybe have six, seven, eight players for Gaming 18 and you were planning to free hit, I think the extra postponements gives you extra reason maybe not to do so now. Um, and maybe you can use it aggressively instead of defensively later in the season, maybe in a double game week, you know, to attack those players who play twice to try and get the upside rather than just playing defensively to get 11 players out in game week 18 so again most of these strategy questions are really team dependent depends what players you have at the moment and what chips you have left but definitely keep your options open um you know don't be set in stone on your strategy because things have changed a lot over the last couple of days and i'm sure they will continue to change as well um and i think a good strategy in fpl is it's you know i always say this about transfers if in doubt, do not. If you're not sure what to do, just do nothing. So if you're not sure what to do with your chips, just don't use them. You know there will be opportunities to use them later in the season. So maybe that's maybe that's a good approach to take if you're not sure what to do. Question from Max: What are my thoughts on Messier for the double game week? I obviously think he's a good option because I picked him on my wild card. He is second for saves for the season. So even if he doesn't keep clean sheets, there's always a chance he'll get a three-pointer or a four-pointer instead of that two-pointer. And I mean, over the course of the season, that makes a big difference when goalkeepers are making lots of saves. It helps with bonus as well if they can keep a clean sheet. And even though Leeds have conceded a lot of goals this season, Messier does have six clean sheets, which is a pretty good. I think the most is eight. So Messier with six, it's a pretty respectable number for a goalkeeper who was 4.5 at the start of the season. I think he's 4.6 now. So I think he's an absolutely fine option. The issue with Messier and, and the issue I'm having now, I've got him and I've got Bamford. And I would love to get Rodrigo for Watkins. And I would also love to get Rafinha. So it's a, it's a case of having too many Leeds players now. I would love to have Dallas or Alioski as well. So... In hindsight, maybe getting Messier, it's blocking me to getting more exciting attacking options from Wolves or even some of the defenders. So um, that's something to you know think about as well. If you're going to get Messier, you can only get two attackers there uh, then and, and probably no defenders or, or vice versa. But I, I do think he's a fine option for the double game week. Question from Adedayo. Would you go double leads attack? Again, probably touched on this one a little bit already. I think Bamford is... I'm not going to say he's a must-have, but I just think he's a really good pick. Uh, if you have him, you keep him. If you don't have him, I would certainly be looking to bring him in before the double game week. He just keeps churning out the points week after week. He's doing well for bonus points as well when he does get those attacking returns. I mentioned Rodrigo. I like the double up, Bamford and Rodrigo for the double game week. I think Rafinha is a really good option. I didn't mention Harrison, who I think you know, he got scored a great goal against West Brom as well. He's one to consider. Dallas, Alioski, um, you know, they are defenders, but you, you can argue they're attacking assets as well. They get forward so much. So would I go double leads attack? Absolutely. I would even I wouldn't stop people from going triple. If you want to go Bamford, Bamford, Rafinha, and Rodrigo for the double game week, that could reap rewards because I think there'll be goals, plenty of goals for leads in those two fixtures. I think it's Brighton and Southampton. So yeah, uh, double certainly, and I wouldn't stop anyone from going triple. Question from Paul Cathcart. Is Antonio from West Ham worth a gamble if planning for a bench boost in 19? Uh, Paul has Che Adams and he would need to make way this week. He would need to commit to it this week because he's free hit in 18. Not necessarily because you will have one free transfer in double game week 19 as well. So you could do 
Adams to Antonio in 19 if you don't have another transfer planned. Like me, I'm planning Kane to Vardy. So, you know, maybe I would have to get Antonio for Watkins this week if I wanted to do that. So, looking at fixtures, Che Adams has Liverpool in game week 17, which is a tough fixture. Antonio plays Everton, which is a better fixture. Will he start? I would think he would. I think Moyes was, there were some positive comments from Moyes about his fitness after that game so hopefully he will start every game now for the next couple of weeks personally on Antonio if I was planning to get him for the for the double game week I'd probably just wait until the game week itself rather than taking the chance on him in game week 17 I probably would just wait just for that peace of mind let him get through the Everton game let him get through game week 18 and then you can confidently buy him for game week 19 that he'll start both of those games. So I think I would probably just hold on to Che Adams and just monitor Antonio just for another game week or two because we know with his history he could break down very easily. Question from Screaming Scorgasm. Do we stick to our plan of free hit 18, bench boost 19 or has that totally change, changed with the postponement of matches this game week? Yeah, again, I seem to be answering all my questions before before I read them here. Uh, free hits, 18. I'm still going to go ahead with that because I've only got about four players for it. Bench boost, I'm still... My early thoughts are to go ahead with that as well. As long as I arrive there with a squad of 15 players. If I arrive there and I've got three or four issues and I don't want to take too many hits, then I'll just leave it and I'll just use it later in the season. What I think I'm going to do in my mind anyway with, with the bench boost chip is... I'm going to devalue it. You know, I would have said I'd be probably aiming for 20 points from a bench boost chip. Given all what's happened over the last couple of days, if you offered me 15 points now from a bench boost chip, I would probably take it. If there's going to be COVID cases with players, if there's going to be postponements, I don't think that chip's as valuable as it might have been in previous seasons. So I think the key here is don't worry too much about the bench boost chip because there's a good chance we won't get a lot from it this season. Next question came in from Matt B., are you scaling back your forward planning and only looking two to three game weeks ahead rather than five to six given postponements? To be honest, I've always been more of a short-term planner than you would think. Uh, I know a lot of managers probably do plan five or six weeks ahead. I don't ever really do that because things change so often. You can have the best plans in the world and you know fast forward six or seven hours and your plans are out the window. You know We're seeing that more than ever over this Christmas period. So yes, I to be honest, I don't look more than one or two game weeks ahead at the moment. Yes, I might have some ideas in my head. For example, game week 19, there's a couple of targets there, Rafinha, Antonio, I might want to get them in. You know, I look at my, you know, my structure, how will I get there? Is it easy to get there? Will I need to leave some cash in the bank to do so? But, I, you know, I don't look much further ahead than that. Certainly not more than three game weeks at the moment because it's just too unpredictable. You know, always have the fixtures in your mind, which teams, you know, fixtures are getting more difficult in the future, which teams it's easing up for. But yeah, we can't really plan too far ahead at the moment. It's, it's game week by game week. It's day by day at the moment, the way things are going. Just two more questions. One from Matthew Oliver. Is the lesson of the last few days to make sure you have a strong bench? <laughs> I'm laughing at this question because I did have a strong bench this week and I got zero points. Uh, in total from my bench but yes definitely you know it's we've been saying it all season it's COVID season it's we're relying on our benches more than ever this season you know most of us probably needed all three of our bench players this week so yeah if you don't have a strong bench and you don't have too many issues in your starting 11 focus on improving your bench because you will need those guys final question I'll tackle this week from Duncan 
Is Rashford a better option than Son in the same price range? This is an interesting one, and I've seen quite a lot of people playing their wildcards last week were weighing up to go Rashford over Son. Um, and obviously that worked out very well with Rashford getting the goal and Son's fixture being postponed. I've got Son on my team, and at the moment I don't have any plans to sell him. But, I mean, the way Spurs have played recently, it's been pretty negative for the likes of Son and Kane. I included both of them on my wildcard, mainly because they had them nice fixtures. Um, you know, the Fulham one and then the Leeds one. We've obviously missed the Fulham one because of the postponement. But I'm hopeful against Leeds that Son and Kane will get plenty of space on the counter-attack and they could both do really well in that game. I will probably reevaluate Son in the near future. Like I said, Kane will probably go for Vardy. So I'll be down to one Spurs attacker then. And certainly Rashford's making a very strong case at the moment to be picked ahead of Son. He just he plays in a Rashford's playing in a team that are you know they, they play more attacking football. You know, Mourinho seems to be quite content, get a goal, you know, sit back sit back and, and defend that lead. So that's not great for Son in certain games, but I do think he'll do well in this Leeds game. So I'll reevaluate Son over the coming weeks. Game week 17, captaincy and transfers. Now, captaincy, I think, is it's actually pretty tricky this week. A lot of the big guys have good fixtures. Tottenham play Leeds, as I mentioned, so I think Kane and Son are very viable captaincy options in that one. Bruno Fernandes is at home to Aston Villa. Again, another good captaincy option there. Salah, yes, he's been disappointing the last two game weeks, but Southampton away, I think, is a good fixture for him as well. Vardy, if you have him, I think he's away to Newcastle. I like him as a captaincy option this week. So those are probably the top four picks this week. At the moment, I'm on Bruno Fernandes, but that is subject to change. It could be anyone. It could be Kane, it could be Son, it could be Salah, it could be Bruno. I need to give that more thought before Friday. But at the moment, Bruno Fernandes is winning the race for that one. Transfers. I've got one free transfer. I'm going to free hit in game week 18. So it's important, any of you who are going to free hit in game week 18, if we don't use our transfer in game week 17, we lose it. So don't think you can save a transfer this week and have two free transfers for game week 19. Because if you free hit, no matter what, at any stage of the season, when you use your free hit or when you use your wild card, you will only have one free transfer afterwards. A lot of people get caught out by that one. So in my case, I've only got one free transfer. And I may do something that I don't very often do in FPL, and it's just burn the transfer and not use it. I don't have any injury issues. Yes, I've got some slight doubts over players that were, were rested at the weekend, but I, I would expect them to come back in in game week 17. So I might just do nothing, because very often when you do that in FPL, it's it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, I talked about my possible plan, so I'm going to free hit in 18, so I don't need to worry about that game week. So if I don't make a transfer this week, my next transfer will be for that double game week in game week 19. So it might be a case, it might be a good idea for me to free up a little bit of cash this week, just do a transfer somewhere. Even something like Kufal, who's 4.6. Even if I went to a Loughton at 4.4, maybe that 0.2 million will come in handy in game week 19. I mentioned a couple of moves I had in mind. Now, again, this is this is two weeks away, so a lot will change between now and then. But if I do Kane to Vardy game week 19, that frees up a bit of cash, and it would allow me to take a minus four and go Anguissa to Rafinha for the double game week. So I like the sound of that. The issue, I've only got 0.1 million you know, wiggle room, so that might be where maybe this week it would make sense for me to free up 0.1 or 0.2 from somewhere in my team to do so. Now... I thought about doing Watkins to Rodrigo this week, 
But then that snookers me because I'd have Bamford, Rodrigo and Meslier. So then I wouldn't even be able to get to Rafinha for the double game week. And he's the one I would prefer to get rather than Rodrigo. So I need to be careful with my transfers this week. Most likely, I'll do nothing. I think I'll just burn it and do nothing because I'm already kind of set up for bench boost uh, in 19. So I don't really need to make any changes. 100% I won't be making a transfer until that last hour before deadline because I need to wait and see. Is there going to be more postponements? Uh, press conferences I think are going to be very important this week as well in terms of you know which players have COVID and stuff like that we might find out stuff like that so yeah I'm not going to do anything until that one hour window before the deadline and I may well end up doing absolutely nothing with my transfers this week thanks for listening it was good to be back behind the microphone best of luck to you all in game week 17 I'm not sure yet when the next episode will be out because the game week 18 deadline is a midweek one I think it's Tuesday January the 12th so we've got a little bit of a break between game week 17 and game week 18 the deadline for that one is Tuesday January 12th so I'll probably look to record the Thursday or Friday beforehand just so you've got a good couple of days to listen to it before the deadline keep an eye on my Twitter at FPL General for updates on when that one will be released I wish you all a happy new year thank you for listening to the podcast in 2020 and I will hope I hope you will stick with me in 2021 as we battle through this very complicated FPL season and here's to 2021 being a better year for all of us both in life and in FPL as well Talk to you all very soon.